0: Welcome to Dig In, the podcast brought to you by Dig Insights. Every week, we interview founders, marketers, and researchers from innovative brands to learn how they're approaching their role and their category in a clever way. Welcome back to this week's episode of Dig In. I've got to say this might be um, my favorite interviewee or um, person to join us yet, especially Given how much I've seen their brands out and about with the the half marathon going on in Toronto this weekend, um, today I've got Steven Nelson, aka Sticks. Um, I'll refer to him as Sticks for the rest of the podcast. He's the vice president of Cult Indoctrination at Liquid Death. I've got him on the pod. Um, Sticks, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. Yeah. And in, in, we're based in in California. I'm- I live in the mountains of Colorado and I'm not on the road, which is odd. So it's nice to be home. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining
0: us. Um, can you tell the listeners why your nickname is sticks?
1: Oh God, I'll give you the elevator. I'll give you the elevator speech. Um, I started my career actually as a snowboard boot developer and, um, I only tell you that because I spent a bunch of time in the factories in Asia, and it was so hot over there in the factories to wear test the boots, I would wear shorts. And so when I walked down the back, <laughs> by, I, looked, I looked like Jiminy Cricket. I, I, <laughs> I'm over six feet tall, so I would have skinny legs. And my boss uh, basically just yelled out one day, how do you balance on those sticks? And he spelled it that way. He wrote it <laughs> on the whiteboard. And by the time I got back to the States, everyone was pulling me sticks, and it's, it's stuck with me for a quarter century now.
0: I so, love it. That's
1: how it is. That's the very short version, but that's essentially—it was not a form of flattery. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> so, does it feel really weird? Does anyone in your life call you Steven?
1: Ironically, Sean so from Minneapolis originally. The name was given to me after I left town. Um, so, Steven is what my mother calls me. That's my formal name, and usually I only get called if I'm in trouble. But it, it's. Uh, <laughs> um, I, it's in my working life Sticks is what everyone calls me and it, ironically it, at liquid death we have like seven steves and here's the funny part i was employing like number six or well, employee like number five same is steve so he got steve at liquid death and the poor bastard gets all of the stuff that's coming at me <laughs> he's a sales guy and he gets all the things that are aimed at me that he has to sift through which i feel so bad for him so i get blown up as it is All the people figured out my email but Poor, poor Steve at Liquid Death just gets blown up. So Oh, poor Steve.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a sick story. I love that. Um, Okay, I'm, I'm going to dive into Liquid Death in a second. There's so much to talk about. But I do want to tell the listeners a little bit about your background. I know you've had some pretty cool gigs. Do you mind talking us through what you've been up to over the last decade?
1: Just with uh, – well, yeah, I, I went from being a boot developer – um, to this brand that was up you know, on the come up and no one really knew twenty years ago called Red Bull,
0: <laughs> and what yeah. happened is
1: one of my athletes, my snowboard athletes, became one of the first North American riders, and through him, basically, I got the tap saying, "Hey, we're we're going to launch, you know, U.S. Would you be interested in um, coming aboard?" And of course, I had no idea what Red Bull was at all, um, and wow, his it history. So it was an amazing ride. Red Bull's still like family to me. I learned so much there. Dietrich, the owner, still the only owner, he is a mastermind. Like what I learned so many, so many of the principles a lot of brands try to copy now are from my Red Bull days, um, what he taught us. And I was very fortunate because one of the excuses we never had is we didn't have money because, yeah, we, you know, I think I'm the only person that's ever expensed a snowcat for my own use. Like I literally expensed a whole snowcat. <laughs> and so... My point is his whole his thing was don't let money get in the way either. So you could just dream big, I guess, is the bottom line. Um, and then I went from there to this, the beer brand called Paps Blue Ribbon, which at one point was one of the top beer brands for sure in like the U.S. And it was kind of fledgling, but I went over there, but the opportunity was too great to kind of resuscitate this brand that wasn't owned by one of the big boys or girls. We're going to look at it. So I was able to really run and do a lot of things I couldn't do at Red Bull because there's certain right. parameters of the brand that we couldn't do and helped build that brand. I had a wonderful team, both places I did. So I I would never, ever, ever claim. Was I part of it? I'd like to think it was a cog in the wheel, but I'm not going to claim I was surrounded by some really talented people. And then um, fast forward, because of snowboarding and skateboarding and punk rock and metal and all the things that I've gotten us involved in, the brands, I was introduced to Mike Cesario, the founder of Liquid Death. It was just him and another guy when we met. And he and I chatted for about three hours on the phone. Like we just talked about and He was really—he was—he's a student of the game in many ways—and said, "Hey, I really love your work at at PAPS and Red Bull. Like this is what I'm trying to build here." And I was absolutely intrigued. And um, that's because we had so much in common, and he thinks the way I do, where we want to poke the bear and have—but have fun when we're doing it. And here we are. You know, that was 2019, and now we went from six of us to 100 and over 160 employees. So,
0: and you're now. (laughs)
1: And no. you're now valued
0: at seven hundred million. That came out, I think, a
1: couple weeks ago. Well, you know that with that, <laughs> that's very flattering, but that really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it, <laughs> what it means is it's more work for us. Is what that yeah. means because you've got so many investors and so many people expecting so much out of you. When people throw those numbers around, I, I think people forget. Like when we do a raise, I money, like, this money's not going in our pockets. Like it's not like no. oh, so, oh, we're worth that. But then they're coming. With- with that comes the expectations. And I think that Mike does a fantastic job of letting investors know, letting employees know, hey, this is what to expect. But we are go time right now where we are as a brand. It is it is. put your head down, strap it on, it's time to go. And um, we had some wonderful meetings this last week. We have a lot of things coming down the pike in 2023, which is very exciting. But with that, there's a lot of expectation. And so a lot of it does come down to manage expectations, but we don't have time to mess around. Like it's anyone who's a, an employee, or if we have a vendor or whatever, if you can't keep up with us, I'm sorry. We just, we got to move on. We got to go. Yeah. That's where it's at. And that's, that can be very, um, I guess you could say stressful. I'm not saying so much stress is it just, I, I, I live off of the action and the movement, but it can be a lot, you know, and um, we've managed it thus far and hence that evaluation. That's great. People have all the confidence in the world of where we're going to go, but again, with that comes all the external pressure of, well, you better be now, you know, that kind of thing. And it's totally So yes, it's very flattering. We're glad that it, is, but it, that doesn't mean anything. All that means is that we've got a big road of coming up. Yeah. Time, you know,
0: I mean, I'm curious, you you're, yeah, your career is so fascinating, like, especially someone in marketing, you've worked on some like iconic brands. Um, I'm Canadian. So PBR is like water to us. We love PBR. Um, but in terms of, you know, you talked about sitting down with the founder of liquid death and you were so captivated by the story he told you, like, what was that story or like, what was like the vision that he kind of sold you on?
1: Honestly, what stuck with me the most was he was really, he uses Red Bull all the time as an example. And, um, of something where he's Mike basically said to me, and this is sort of the aha moment for me. I was like, God, you are onto something. He's like, why isn't everything that's crappy for you, has the most fun marketing? Why is it that Skittles, Doritos, you know, he he used energy drinks as an example. And I, you know, I I don't, and I'm not saying it's an alumni, but like you have Red Bull, which actually has some benefits to it if you use it right. And then the rest of it is just sugar water. Really? I mean, it really is. I mean, Red Bull at least backs the performance-based aspects of it. They will, they'll back it on it. Like, you know, with they even have these training facilities, et cetera, et cetera. That's a story for another time. But my point is Mike was like, water like it's no one said anything it's the healthiest thing you can consume on the earth you know and why not have some the other thing is bringing like focus to this problem with plastic which i have i'm embarrassed to say i knew little about before like yeah and this plastic problem for all of us is such i mean, we, I, mean I hate to say it, we're almost hosed at this point but it is so bad and if we can put our money where our mouth is and we have three charitable partners, two of which we literally give 10% of our profits to, to clean up the oceans of plastic. So we're providing a premium product, which is in Austria, which is ironically where Red Bull is. That's the headquarters. <laughs> and it's premium, meaning it goes right from the ground in a can facility. It isn't touched by anyone. It's that pure. All the water purity tests are on our website. You can look at it yourself. But literally taking that and going, you know what? We're going to do that, but we're going to make it. It's, it's okay. Like it's cool to drink water. Like it is like, you don't have to worry about if you're a sober person or a designated driver, you have this can in your hand. It's like a placebo effect. Like you're also more part of the group than just having that glass of water. Right. And think about even some of our, um, our investors, like Metallica's investor. I mean, James Elite Singer is sober. I mean, this to him, like to have a can, like, this, that's a badass can. Like that kind of thing. But we're pushing a really good message here. Hydrate more, not the plastic. You know, a murderer your thirst is obviously what we say. But, you know, we should be in every nursery school. We should be in every nursing home you know there's no excuse with that there should be endless opportunity which is back to what i said earlier in the conversation that it's a lot like we have a lot there 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 really is no hurdle the biggest hurdle you're going to find is people all of a sudden they're used to getting those shrink wrap 30 packs from a gas station that are a razor thin margins the retailers hate them because it takes up all their floor space right and it's more plastic for the the land bills, right? So people look at it and go, what? Two bucks for a can of water. You know what? Mike even knows, I've been there, done that with Red Bull. I mean, there is this, I have an eight ounce can here. I'm having it my coffee this morning. People <laughs> were like, how dare you sell an eight ounce liquid for $2? That was 20 years ago. Look where Red Bull is now. Yeah. Right? And so, the biggest pushback we have is just pricing. People are used to getting that shrink wrap 30 pack for 4 bucks, whatever it is. And to pay $2 right. for a can, oh my God. Like, you know, I get it, but you're paying for a premium. As I tell people, you can't expect uh, Tito's Vodka for well vodka pricing. It doesn't work that way. So do you want a premium or don't you? You know. But if you look at the way we do, whether it is our socials, our, our website, our merch, we cross our T's and dot our I's. There is thought to it. We don't let anyone use our logo. We don't slap it on a tent. We don't slap it on a banner. Like we're very, very careful who touches the brand. But hey, if you want some, great, we'd love it. But we're going to let people decide for themselves what it means to them. But again, for people look at it, we're still at the education phase. Yeah, we have maybe got that evaluation, but from a distance people think we're a, a crappy energy drink or a beer, you know. Well, what's So, I think I need to happen.
0: Yeah, I think I mentioned this and I didn't provide any context at the beginning and huh. um, when I was introing you, but um, it was the half marathon in Toronto this past weekend and like in every single a bunch of my friends ran it and in every single shot they're all like holding up a Liquid Death um, can. I don't know if they were like sponsors for the event or, or something like that, but at, all of my friends were constantly holding one. And I remember like, honestly, um, just on Instagram, scrolling through and thinking, oh, they're drinking before the event. And then I was like, oh no, that's a liquid death can. And it's so cool how it doesn't matter. Like they look so normally with water, there's just no branding. It's almost like the anti-brand. There's been like no attention to detail in terms of how you brand that. And it was just really cool to be like, everyone's so proud of this can of, of water that they're holding up. Um, I thought that was really, really awesome. It kind of aligns with the conversation I wanted to have around this idea of like, your title is so badass, like cult indoctrination. Um, Essentially you're the head of marketing. What does that, what does that mean um, to you? This whole idea of cult indoctrination.
1: Honestly, it's, it's, getting cans in hands because at the end of the day, you can do all of the marketing in the world and you could, spl- hence us not splashing our logo everywhere. But until people try it, until they have that can in their hand, it really, it really it falls on deaf ears. There's too much noise out there nowadays. I mean, social media, good or bad, it's here to stay. It's really like people have no attention span and they want instant gratification. And, they want it. Mm-hmm. and my whole thing is, is, my team with this very eclectic group of people that I've been able to assemble thanks to yeah.
0: my,
1: it's our job is to make it. So like you you have that can and it's, it's bigger than the liquid, you know, it's like, a except like if someone, a man or a woman has a, an accessory, you know, like they have that on the, Hey, I have this in my hand. I'm cooler because I have this in my hand. Right. But it's exposing the brand in an incredible manner. So whenever I always tell people like, what do you do? It's like my job is to make it so our salespeople are not selling, they're taking orders. Like we have to have this brand in here. That is the job, right? Where people are like, they're part of our cult. You can do that. You can sell your soul to us. We have a Liquid Death Country Club. You literally sell your soul. Wait, to us. what is
0: this Liquid Death Co- Country Club?
1: Yeah, you go and look. And we literally look on our website. We have. A, you can literally join our country club. That's where you so cool. A, you can get a, uh, first dibs on exclusive offers, exclusive merch. Uh, we also have at, at uh, we have this partnership with Live Nation now. And we actually will do a build out at certain festivals that is an actual physical building country club where you can be admitted, get out of the fray, go in and have a drink. We usually have a string quartet playing Slayer in there and we just have fun, you know. So, so, you're, cool. you're the, so that's even bringing it closer. It's the country club, you know. But at the end of the day, my job is to expose the brand to people in so many different walks of life. It's, just, it's not just music, art, action, sports, all the things you expect. It's like everything, health and wellness, some education we're doing a lot we've got more and more schools now hitting us up to have it in the cafeterias which is wow. amazing um so that's essentially it. it's getting it's literally touch points getting cans and physical hands we it is we're all through in a credible manner and i'll i'll leave you with this when people say well, what, what what is your strength it's like i will credibly integrate a brand into scenes that other brands try to buy their way in okay credibly is the key uh... word okay that's what i do differently that's my own personal thing what sticks us is that i will credibly get us involved around events major events whether it's coachella x games fashion Week, new york city art Basel. we are going to be there i'm just not paying to be there does that make sense no so, it totally makes sense i mean all, that's what walk, i do that's walk
0: you know. me through an example of that like what does that look like in your world like credibly integrating the brand
1: so okay art Basel. we actually have a great team we have a plan in place so it's not just willy-nilly we're throwing it together we have a director of art who's on my team. We've got a field marketing manager in Miami. We've got the sales manager, local field sales manager, and then we've got the manager for all of Florida. And then our director of field marketing will be up there as well. There's no one event. It's Like Coachella, it's going be ancillary little parties, but it's usually through my connections through brands. So if, let's say, for sake of argument, Beats by Dre is doing an event, or if we're at Art Basel, Vice Magazine, I'm doing something with them. We literally have product at all these events. We'll have it in little galleries, a lot of little art shows. Our product will be there. I'm just not writing a check because no one can use our logo. Why am I going to pay to put our logo somewhere? Right. You need water. Everybody needs water. So 99% of the time people buy They're like, oh, you know, 10 grand for you to be there. I'm like, no. Like, first of all, a pallet of our product is several thousand dollars out of my pocket and you need water. And by the way, you don't want to be picking plastic caps out of the ground the next day, which are in the yeah. landfill anyway. We're going to choke a dolphin. So you want brown or you don't, it's very simple. And and here's the other part. Our socials have exploded. We've been at the heels of Monster and and Red Bull. We surpassed Coke, Pepsi, Gatorade, everyone. And we're three years old, right? If you post and tag us and let me know, and we repost, that's only gonna help you. That's, I mean, that's all, it's a win-win. So it does matter because our socials are massive. Our following is very, very feverish, right? So that's what I come to the table with. Something that everyone needs, it's a healthy alternative for everyone Is at these events. And we can help each other if we get some kick-ass content out of it. Great, but I never leave with that. Well, if we're going to do this, we have to have content. Like, because if I get another picture of our can by themselves, I'm going to scream. Like, I don't know why people send me that. It's like proof <laughs> of life. Like, if they're holding it in their hand or it's in a bar in a garbage can, I'm like, what? That thing's amazing. Like, thank oh, you I'm- so much. <laughs> but have a look at our have a look at our creative. Like, have a look at our our socials. Like, there's a method to our madness here. Yeah, like, that's a, you know, in a nutshell. My gaze changes all the time, but again, being water, unlike when I worked in alcohol or even, I hate to say it, energy drinks have become very polarizing for people. Yeah. There's no excuse. I'm water. And you have people who take our, the death part too seriously. So right. It's, just, it's like, relax. It's death to plastic. Murder your thirst. like, we're not, don't come at us with the occult or sacrifice or something like that. We have nothing to do with that. We won't touch that, you know? Well, yeah. But and I obviously don't get it at all if you're going to do that.
0: You know. Yeah, and I think that was the other thing I was going to ask about, this idea of, like, cult marketing or building a cult or indoctrinating people into your cult. Like, I was going to ask, do you get any negative feedback about that? And how do you sort of
1: handle it? Um, To be honest with you, we don't even engage. We don't even – Yeah, it's very, it's very hit or miss. It's not anything that's, like, super. But there's just been a few things where it's just way out of left field. And I just don't even reply. We're not even going to go – poke the bear there. Like we, you know, if you apply and then they, they start firing back and screenshotting stuff and it's just getting, we just don't even reply. Like we just let yeah. it go. And That is the one thing. And anyone who's been a part of a brand on the come up, as soon as you get a target on your back or you start having some success, the haters come out. And I always say that I'm, I'm a mentor for the lead school of business at the university of Colorado. And I tell my students that, that having some haters, isn't a bad thing. Cause that means you're doing something that they can't, yeah. won't or haven't done. And that's fine. Like you do it. You just don't want to waste your time. Like with negative energy. I mean, I just learned just in my own personal life. I just don't, I start myself with positive people. I have the best group of friends ever. I just don't have negativity. And it's just why engage? And unfortunately this day and age, people are looking for a fight, you know? And the way we look at it is that we have a people attack us. Every time we do a post on something, we almost take turns doing the replies to people sometimes we'll never do it in a mean, condescending, arrogant manner. It will just make you look silly. Yeah, It's going to be funny. Like we're going to reply and make you look silly. So you're going to come at us. Just be prepared to get undressed because we have some very, <laughs> very, very, very creative people internally here that will absolutely find a chink in your armor and it's on, you know. So I don't tell people we shouldn't do that, but but as we grow, we're getting more and more of that pushback. And again, I think it's people who are just jealous, you know. Honestly.
0: Yeah, it's – and I, I mean, you have to – I mean, you do kind of have to laugh at that because you're selling water. It's not as if you're creating a cult around something that's bad for you. I mean, this is, (laughs) this is a way for people to hydrate. I think I feel like there's so many different routes I could go down. I'm so interested, but like one thing I do kind of want to go back to is this vision for the, the brand. Like, how did you come up with Murder your thirst or liquid death. Like I know it wasn't you specifically that, or maybe it was. I don't know. But how did how did that idea kind of come to you or to your founder?
1: Well, it, that gets more of a Mike question. I mean, the, the funny part is what many people don't realize. He actually, when thinking how he could, and this word is so overused now, and I'm just so sick of it. Whatever, how to disrupt an industry, so to speak. Right. And Mike originally was going to try brandy. Believe it or not, I don't even know. I don't even think I've ever tried brandy, right? I don't even know who's <laughs> brandy, but, like, no one has done anything in that. Yeah. But, basically, Mike's whole thing with this liquid, like, like, it literally was death to plastic and murder your thirst, because I, frankly, before I met Mike, I used to say, we're going to murder some hamburgers. We're going to murder, and we're just, you're just going to feverishly take care of it. Not, And, again, don't get hung up on the murder thing, but it's, it's a yeah. figure of speech. That's all I Yeah, mean. yeah, so, yeah. our thirst, right? Got the plastic. And those are two hashtags murder your thirst, hashtag got the plastic, right? But that would be more of a, a might question where his aha moment of, hey, I'm going to use this as a tagline. But he's an ex creative. You know, he's probably been sitting on that verbiage for quite some time, you know? But you got to remember, words like murder and death are very, very polarizing in their own way. But the flip side is people almost, I mean, look how popular skull logos and treatments and things are for people, whether it's tattoos or rings, jewelry. You know, it's, it's, it's but they want to feel a little edgy, you know, kind of thing, you know, yeah. murder and death, right? We don't mean it literally, you know, come on now, you know, and there's just people who do want to do that. Back to your cult question. Like cult can have a negative connotation, you know, but it's also like, it could be very positive too, positive change. I'm sure there's nonprofits I don't even know about, that call them cult something. And it's about their beach cleanups or something, you know, I'm not going to go, oh, you're a cult and you clean up plastic and now I'm going to stay away from you. you use the word cult.
0: Yeah, it's like it's about knowing that there's nuance. Um, but I think that's going back to your point about, you know, the haters or people who are uh taking the word cult out of context. Um I think it's good that you guys are sticking to your guns because that's what makes a that's what makes a strong brand is being able to kind of like live um live the the brand sort of values, so to speak, or like live what the brand um, purports to sort of stand for. So I think that that, I think that that makes sense. You kind of mentioned that you take turns. I mean, how do you, and you also mentioned, you have some really interesting people on the team. How do you think about growing that team or, you know, creating the marketing team?
1: Well, my whole thing is, and Mike is, back I mean, fortunately, it's worked is that instead of taking it's like recycled people with recycled ideas you know what i mean like there's some folks that are at major brands that are, are do a fantastic job of bouncing brand to brand and it's like i don't i don't need that what i need is someone who's had a hand on the wheel or someone's going to bring a fresh lens right. so on my marketing team i have a Hip hop tour manager. I have bass player for Ozzy Osbourne. I have a pro skater. I have a pro snowboarder. I have an adult actress. I have different people from different walks of life that give me a different lens on things. Some of them never opened Google Doc until I hired them, but they're <laughs> one of the hardest workers because they want. I mean, they never had benefits before. They don't have. They never had equity before. Like it's crazy, right? But they're like you. You give people enough rope to hang themselves, and they're that happy to like please. I mean, they, it's so much fun to see. Every week when we have our marketing meetings, they just, they're just they one-upping each other in a good way. No one's, It's not competitive, but it's like in a fun, like everyone's cheering for each other. But they're giving me a fresh perspective because if you are at – let me give you an example. And I'm picking on because I have a lot of friends there. But if you're an ex-Nike person, I'm going to dig like 10 times harder to really find out what you did. Were you just yeah. a hot body or did you really help steer the ship over there? Whatever program, whatever silo you are in. Because a lot of people will come out flexing. Oh, I'm ex this brand, that brand. Great, but what did you do? That's what I need to find out. What, how did you move it? Because what I don't need, and this is the, uh, the analogy I always use. right? You know, I don't need you know, a thermometer. I need a thermostat. Thermometers, just measure the heat, thermostats change it, right? That's what I need, okay? So I'm gonna dig really hard when I find out. So I'm very, very picky about who comes over, but it, it, it comes as needed, right? To be honest with you, the jobs for my team, I don't even post them anywhere. I just cherry pick. I just know if I need someone to fill something, that's way now. I was I'm, gonna you ask know,
0: you that. Like how do you yeah, find these people if they're they come from so many different backgrounds and sort of walks of life?
1: My network. It's okay. like I'm looking for it just comes down to Rolodex. And that's the thing. I probably my number one asset is I'm is my Rolodex. And that's back to credibly integrating. It comes down to friendships. I don't name drop. If I tell you a name, it's because they're a friend of mine they'll pick up a phone if I call. Does that make sense? And there's too many name droppers out there and luck to floss and all these things no it's legit and that's the way it's i'm not bragging or being that you know, it's just a fact you know yeah so if i need i just go out and hire them. i mean i'll make sure mike wants to always talk to them himself don't get me wrong he's not like blindly go hire that person he wants to make sure it's a fit for the brand right and i haven't missed yet and so i will basically look to what where what are we missing out of what parts of it so let's use um the skater as an example i have my team chris cole 2 time thrasher skater of the year He's not a liquid gut sponsored athlete, but he is very well-known. he's People don't know he's way into woodworking and building. He's getting involved in these crazy YouTube channels of woodworking. He's doing stuff with the veterans, you know, armed forces, like any of the first response, police and fire. Like, Chris is leading the charge on that for us. Who would have thought that pro skaters? is Now, those people need water like everyone else does, and frankly, a lot of them are underserved. So that's great. I have another woman. Her name is Jen Razavi. She's the lead singer and founder of the band The Bomb Pops. She's been doing a lot with like women's shelters, beach cleanups. Like, do I expect us to be in punk rock and skateboarding? Absolutely. Yes. Credibly integrated into those scenes. Awesome. We know that. What else do you have? But they are like giving us a front getting out going, we need to do this. We need to do that. Versus I hate to say it. Some people kind of plug and play. I don't need yeah. plug and play. Right? I need people who are bring fresh ideas to the table. What are we missing? What part of the society have we not exposed liquid death to? And there's still so much more that needs to happen. But that's essentially how I build the team. And Mike has backed me and, and I've never been able to do this in my career where I've literally been able to go cherry pick people and go, I want you, you, you and building this machine, you know, and it's, it's working. That's so know?
0: cool. And like, do they have to, I know you're not based in, um, in California, but are they all based anywhere
1: in the U S basically? I, I don't care where you live
0: to be honest yeah. with mean,
1: We're going to have our meetings here and there. We get together, but I'd say m- most of the teams in LA, but, um, one lives in Tahoe, one lives in Brooklyn, uh, one lives here in you know, in Colorado, actually. Um, i trying to think where else. One lives in Carlsbad, like, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's, it's kind of like when I was hired at Red Bull. I mean, I've, I've never, uh, that's never been non-negotiable to me moving. Like, I'm, I live here in the side of a mountain in Colorado, and I figured out work remote like 20 years ago, and trust me, I missed out on a lot of jobs <laughs> because these brands were so short-sighted where they were like, nope, you have to live there. Went, Listen, like every brand i work worked with is based in California. I'll be there a couple times a month. You don't want me in the office anywhere. You're not getting anything done with me around. I'm prairie dogging everyone. <laughs> like, what? What are doing? You know, like You want me in the field. That's why I yeah. need these people sniffing out opportunities, building this said Rolodex, this what this group of folks that are making things happen. You know? Which
0: will then benefit the brand anyways, right? So,
1: so a lot goes into my budget is, is T&E, obviously. But I uh, travel entertainment for those who don't know what that is. Um, but that's I don't care. And that's the advice that my uh, my boss from Red Bull gave me, and it was still what I use to this day. When he when I first day I started, and this again, this is the rocket ship, Red Bull was just about to launch, right? It's crazy. This is 20 some years ago. And he's like, here's the deal. I'm gonna give you a deadline for something. I don't care what you do. Snowboard every day. Go skate. Hey, I don't care. Have it done by that date. That's it. I'm never gonna ask you where you are, then we're gonna. Okay, beautiful. Leave me alone. No micromanagement. Secondly, I'm never going to look at my, your expense report, so don't fuck me. That's all he said. He's like, <laughs> all that. You, how, how, why would I ever break that trust? Right? Yeah. I'm never going to look at your expenses ever. I'm just going to approve it. And so I just, trust you. Yeah, and that's I it. trust
0: you that's until it. you give me a reason not to trust you.
1: 100. And that's the same with my squad. Now there is a learning curve for some of them who've never had a, a quote unquote job before. But you know, look back to Chris. I want to go skate, go film. He's still a pro. Like he's got a deck for him, He's got his own shoe. He's got all this stuff. I don't care, but I do need you. You need to be on there every Wednesday call, unless you tell me otherwise. And there are expectations for each one of on the team. Yeah, and they, they've all knocked him out of the park at this point. You know, are happy.
0: I have such a boring question for you, yeah. but like I'm thinking. So I manage a marketing team. Granted, very different industry, very different thing that we're selling. But I just think about onboarding and I'm like getting people accustomed to our brand or brands. Um, like, how do you, so you're cherry picking these like amazing, really cool people who who have different experiences that they're bringing to the table, but how do you make sure that they're sort of like representing the brand in their content the right way in like the way, like, I'm just wondering how that works from an onboarding perspective.
1: Well, I mean, I just... I put together like a deck that, that kind of lays out what the vision is um, just about how we, how we feed into these different scenes, so to speak Yeah, but, but for the fish are, you know, so whether, whether it, it could be culinary, of course it could be, you know, you've got, you've got mass sports, you've got action sports, you've got art, you've got music, but within those, there's things you could break down even farther fashion, right. down, all those things. Everyone needs water. That's why there's no excuse. I don't care. I mean, so I whenever this, someone comes on the onboarding, it's just kind of explaining. But some of them been on just as consultants to start, just to see how they fit in with the team, right? See what they're delivering, and then I I put up a few little guardrails, just as far as like, okay, great, you're gonna do that event, but don't give them our logo, you know, or hey, right. here's here's the hashtag, we need the tag, but it's I try to be a gentle transition, but then it's go time, you know what I mean? And I I'm always an open book. I always pride myself in never having a full voicemail. My inbox is usually cleaned out at the end of every day as best I can. I always get back to people. And I think that's part of it too is that you got to lead by example. And yeah. I just with my buddies that have full voicemails, I, I, I'll call them out. I'll be like, listen, <laughs> I don't want to think that you're just so wanted and you're so cool that you have a full voice, but You're not a rapper, okay? To so me, that, <laughs> that you have you're zero organizational skills. That you're actually kind of lazy. Like, don't have a full voicemail. Right? And I mean that. I don't care who you are, right? Don't I mean,
0: that point would point. stress me out to no end. I can't even imagine.
1: No, I've never had a full voicemail in my life. But to me, that shows you're completely unorganized. Like you can't figure out, get it together. You know? Yeah. What would be a strike. If I ever like was gonna bring someone on my team that I didn't know very well and they had a full voicemail, it would be a huge red flag out of the gate. I mean,
0: I think that's I honestly think that's kind of fair. Yeah. And I feel like as I asked you that question about onboarding, I almost like in my head answered the question. Like, I feel like your brand is so strong. Like it's so singular in terms of message and in terms of like look and feel that there's almost like the lines become, it becomes easier to color within the lines from a brand perspective, if that makes sense. Like it, these people can add to the brand in terms of the way that it operates in in the world and in different industries, but like it's less nerve wracking. have to put it in other people's hands because it is so specific and like so well sort of curated does that make sense
1: yeah yeah
0: all right um i'm conscious of time we don't have a ton of time left um i feel like i could talk to you forever but let's move on to sort of where we think the brand is going or the business is going like what's on What's on the docket for 2023? Anything that you can share with us?
1: Oh, it's, it's, there's still so much we could do at retail. And it's, it's kind of using these building blocks. You know, the whole foods was one of the first ones to really jump on and partner with us. And you get in that whole foods and you do well there. They have, they're very, very strict for those who haven't done business with whole foods. They have very, very huge expectations. And, We've been able to kill it. And I my hat's off to our sales team. Um, They're savages. The, the, the women and men that we have on our team, their expectations are gnarly um, because there is so much opportunity. So the big thing is we need to be everywhere. Like we can't be everywhere. We're water. You know, because some people say, well, you can't be everything to everyone. We're water. Okay. <laughs> we're water cool. Right. Yeah. And not only that, we're putting, we're having fun with it but we're also back putting the money where our mouth is and and trying to clean up the oceans, trying to help, too. So that would be it. The other part is, you know, we're getting a lot of inquiries internationally. The world's a really big place, right? And look at Red Bull now. Red Bull's like the old British Empire. The sun never sets on Red Bull. You can get it in Nairobi. You can get it in Osaka. You can get it in Johannesburg. You can get it in Sydney. You can get it in Chad, you know? So that is... What brand wouldn't want to do that, right? You can get Coca. right. I think Coca-Cola is rated the number one most recognized brand in the world, but it makes sense, you know. Like they're everywhere, right? That would be the next move too. But but that that's for a later time. There's a lot of planning would have to go into that. But I'm um, I lived in Australia for a couple of years of my life. I'm getting my buddies are just blowing up my mates, my mates, down Mate. there they, they want it so bad because they're brand guys. You know, one of them's the CEO of Serving Australia. They're dying for us to be down there, right? So, it's right for the picking, but we want to be smart about it. We're not going to spread ourselves 8 billion miles wide and a half a centimeter thick. We want to do this right. So, we're having, I mean, right, as a matter of fact, Canada is slowly happening, slowly. We, we offer our still and our sparkling, no merch up there yet, but we're getting there. Um, we're getting this into brand uh, events, hence, you've seen them at the 5K. And yeah. I did a um, uh, Rifflandia event in Victorian DC in September. Nice. Um, I've been sending a lot of product. See different brands up there, whether it's Lululemon or Herschel in Vancouver, uh, the Vans, the Burton, Volcom showrooms, like seating it in there. And, and again, I'm only telling you this because there's a method to the madness. Getting cans in hands, people coming through, people going to clinics, whatever. What is this? And they start talking about it. You cannot put a price tag on word of mouth. You cannot put a price tag on that because even if you're like, being a female, I'm sure there are female products or brands that you tell your, your girlfriend's we that's really important. Like, if I could get every yoga mom on Liquid like Death, oh, every soccer mom, whatever, or a hockey mom, whatever you want to look at it, that's massive, right? Yeah. So it's, we still have so much work to do over here. But we're not, we know we're on a roll and that's it, but we are not going to be best rest on our laurels. Because a lot of brands get complacent and then they get surpassed by someone. There is no time to sit down right now. Like, it is literally go time, you know? And that's not stopping, I don't foresee in the near future. The beauty of it is, I've done this before, so this isn't yeah. I, it isn't crazy town for me. I think it is for some of our newer, greener employees. But for me, I've been there. Like I was at Red Bull when that took off. I was at Pabst when we exploded in, in uh, the U.S. And then it trickled up to Canada, believe it or not. But um, I've been here. So if anything, there's certain times that I can actually be a – I'd like to think a resource for Mike. Of um, course. At the end of the day, the credit should go to Mike Cesario. For this. You're seeing all the, you know, all of us, it's nice. We get some accolades in the marketing team and that's really great. it's Mike is the visionary. Mike is the one, he's judge and jury on a lot of our, anything going out the door, creative-wise. And that's the way it should be, you know? And yes, I'd like that we all put ideas in and tweak things and give our, whether it's someone who is our VP of creative, who's doing an amazing job, or my counterparts in, in VPs of marketing, great. Like we all, we're on the same page. Like last week, we had wonderful meetings, going we to budget stuff, ideas, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, Buck stops at night. And um, I, I can't stress that enough. And he's provided this platform and really kind of let people do, you know, as they say, let the figures big, right? What are strengths? And then go. And so I, I have to be honest with you. Like, it, I don't feel like I work a day in my life because I love what I do. And I mean that. I'm, I'm used to 100 miles an hour, but I, I really wouldn't have the career I've had. It wasn't by accident. It was totally by design because – I need excitement. I need action. I need that. And that's why I've been at the brands I've been at. They fulfill that need. I don't do any drugs whatsoever. That's my drug. Is like getting to the <laughs> I really don't. Outside of Advil, that is the extent of the drugs. I, I don't do any drugs. Well, I think i think the only person in Colorado that doesn't smoke weed. But I've just <laughs> never been my thing. But my high is brand building. That is yeah. literally like my high. It's like exposing people to things that they either didn't expect or be in the right place where they're like, how did you get this here? I love that. You know, we just you have to act really quick. And I have too many brands out there. They literally want instant ROI. And that's not the way the world works. Like, yeah. you want, I always tell people, I'll look them in the eye across the table. What I do is not instant ROI, but it's loyal ROI. Okay. You got to give me some time. All right. But I saw it all the time at, at PAFs. Let's say, you know, you, you, I argue anyone back years ago, it was the brand of action sports. It was the beer brand that was all skate, snow, whatever even surf for that matter, events. We were everywhere. And you know, Big Beer would try to do that, but they would just they were so late to the game. And then they would try they'd have some knucklehead in khakis at an agency try to guess what's cool and there and they'd come up like idiots. They didn't do the homework And, and they they're lazy about it. People are lazy and then they're slow to market. And that's dangerous. Those two, that could kill a brain, you know? So Mike gets it. It's, it's going to take a while with some of this stuff, but again, it's loyal.
0: Well, and it's community building, right? Like that's yeah. goes right back to the social stuff you're talking about. Like you've blown up on social because you, A, you've got like a really strong brand, got a great sort of like tone of voice and personality, but like people come back because they like the product and they like the community that they're yeah. now a part of. Um, So cool. So fascinating. I have a couple rapid fire questions that we ask everyone. Sure. One is if you, um, other than Liquid Death, if there was a brand on the market that you thought was doing something really cool or really interesting, or their brand is really interesting, um, we'd love for you to shout them out.
1: You know, I've, I've always been, and I've had friends there, not really anymore, but a brand that has just stood the test of time and I, I couldn't have more respect for it is Stussy, S-T-U-S-S-Y. Um, they have been able to stay relevant all these years when, when the first ones to really embrace kind of urban scene, but yet kind of have a preppy twist to surfwear. Slash, and they, you know, people don't know they had a skate team and the things they've done, they've done some collaborations. I think they did one with Burton years ago, but they've somehow been able to stay relevant, which is, and more importantly than anything, they've kept their distribution really clean. And I think not enough brands too, like, wow, we're picking up steam. And then that's, you know, my, my, I would joke, my, uh, my MBA, I'm my family without a graduate degree. I just have a BA is <laughs> they, uh, 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 is working at Airwalk when they just, there was no distribution strategy and it, it watered down the brand and it was no longer cool and edgy because everyone kept their hands on it. Susie's not that way. And they're still doing collaborations. I mean, well, not many brands can do Nike collaborations for 30 years or whatever it's been. I don't want to know the first, yeah. brands, but they're still doing little shoes pop up. You got to have it. But that's one brand that I really, really respect because it's not just a clothing brand. I mean, it's like a, again, it's like a badge. You're wearing Stussy. It's like, and it's funny. I, I have identical twin 18 year old boys. They're now on the Stussy train. They're 18. And now they're like, oh, oh doing wow. Stuff. And I didn't even educate them on it. I think, yeah, they've seen a few pieces of art I have from Stussy around my house just because I have friends there. But that's one brand that I really, really appreciate. Plus they've got this whole movement in Japan as well, where they do Stussy Japan stuff. You can't get in the United States.
0: Oh, cool. Well, even
1: more ones, you know, and, you know, Japan obviously has a massive. Yeah. In that streetwear or following, I should say. So that would break. That'd be the brand that I, for this day, I've just always really appreciate what they've done. They've done coffee table books, candles, housewares to the coolest. Um, Collapse. So,
0: Awesome. And then finally, just like a piece of advice that you would want to leave the listeners with about marketing or branding or anything to do with, yeah, your experience over the last decade.
1: Honestly, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier um, about working with the students and and the different brands I've worked with and and then that raise. And what, what I'm getting at is, yeah, we have an evaluation but I'm really offended by these people that were very rude, and now they're coming back and pretending they are buddies. And my advice always is, and it's not my saying, it's just what I live by, the toes you're stepping on now can be attached to the ass you're kissing later. So yeah. be careful, right? That's it. It's pretty straightforward. Keep your nose clean. That's, it's, it's outside of business. And what's so sad, and I told my students this, was people said, thanks, man, that's so rad you did that. And I'm, again, I'm like taken aback. So I, I did what I said I was going to do. And that is absolutely pathetic if I stand out because I did what I was I'm going to do. Yeah. Okay. There's so many talkers out there. There's so many people that drop names and do all that. I don't care. Just deliver. Okay. And so be cool. Right. And to be crass, don't shit where you eat. Okay. And people do that. They, they just, they, they blow someone up. They make a nasty comment on Instagram. The internet's here to stay. Like, you do something dumb on there, or you you lambast someone, they're going to find it. I mean, look at these yeah. look at these artists, these musicians, they find. I mean, athletes. You you see stuff who said some off color comment ten years ago. I mean, we've had people not get drafted in a certain sport because there was some anti Semitic rant they went on when they were sixteen years old. You know, you got to be careful. So just that's all I'll say is that treat others as you want to be treated. That's my summary right there. I and mean, you'll be all right. You'll do okay. You know, yeah, it's going to take hard work, but I'm saying if you, your basis is that you're already a step ahead of the game with society where it's going right now, unfortunately. So just be cool. That's it. That's it.
0: You're awesome. Thank you so much, Sticks. This has been such a pleasure. Um, I will hopefully talk to you soon and we'll see where liquid death goes. I'm sure it's going to take over the world.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let me know if need more product up there. And sorry about the, uh, this Wi-Fi is made by Hasbro. <laughs> but I'm on the, the, the toy company. But anyway, I, I can't thank you enough for having me. Um, I was happy to carve out this time for you. It's it's wonderful what you're all doing up there, and we need we need to get more uh, distribution in Canada. Eh? We're, working eh? we're working on it. We are, but but it, uh, it's it's slow. But if it gives you an example, this just came up the other day when we first opened Canada at Red Bull. No, this is I can't make this up. We were selling more in Minnesota, the state, than we were Minnesota. in Minnesota. All the country. I know I'm the only one who's like, doesn't drop my wool. <laughs> like, uh, you know, cool um, But we're selling more in the state of Minnesota than we're all of Canada. But for starters. Oh, my so gosh. It'll get the slow burn, but it'll happen. I absolutely love Canada. I'm a hockey guy through and through. I have a great group of guys I skate with here. A lot of, a lot of you know, Canadians and, and they're like the oh, nicest Oh,
0: amazing.
1: If you buy a Canadian with hockey. I don't think I have enough buddies who played in the show quite possibly the most solid human beings are hockey players from Canada, just level-headed self-mocking, want to have fun can crush beers. Like I've never seen before. Yeah. Just, that's nice. true. But they're just, God is true. You know? And girls <laughs> hockey is obviously picked up as well, but it's just the, my experience with hockey. I just Canada, Canadian hockey players, just solid humans, you know? So
0: I mean, Canadians in
1: general, but I'm saying that it, it is. So I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, let's stay in touch. Let me know we need more water. I'll, I'll get more cases. For it.
0: We will for sure. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in this week. Find us on LinkedIn at Dig Insights. And don't forget to hit subscribe for a weekly dose of fresh content.